Monica, we are entering what some is some people's favorite time of the year, fall. Fall is a lot of people's favorite season for many reasons. Change of colors, temperatures cooling down, and moving into Halloween. So I thought we'd get started with superstitions. Yeah, I think that superstitions, for some reason, people do think they're a little bit spooky. And fall is a little spooky, if you will, because it is the decaying season. Winter's the dead season, but fall is when things start to die off. And I don't know why that has so much to do with superstitions. Black cats, don't let them cross your path. But right. since I love cats, when one crosses my path, I just go because yeah, I meow <laughs> at all cats who cross my path. But as we talked about before, there are actually different towns who have laws against allowing black cats out at a certain time around Halloween. So it, it just must be something that a lot of people have clung to. That's really the only one I have tied to this time of year. Okay. Well, I need to thank Paul for inspiring the episode. I know he gives us a lot of ideas and he wants credit sometimes, but I was having podcasters block while I was trying to compile an episode to record. And so the next morning I go to kiss him goodbye and I was half inside the apartment and half outside. And he said, wait, wait, come all the way out. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, no, just step all the way out. Uh, okay. And so I stepped all the way out, gave him a quick kiss. And I looked at him and I said, why did I have to do that? He's like, Oh, I don't know. Russian superstition. I was going to ask, is he especially superstitious because he's Russian? No. And that was why it caught me off guard. So I have saved us once again from talking about onions and their evil origins. And we will be talking about all things superstition. Yeah, I definitely take talking about superstitions over onions. Although I think our listeners know by now that <laughs> we will talk about how much we hate onions anytime we get a chance. For our friends out there who don't know, I think we all have an idea of what a superstition is. I just thought I'd pull out the dictionary definition so we're all on the same page. There are three definitions, but I like the first one best. It's a belief or practice resulting from ignorance, fear of the unknown, trust in magic or chance, or a false conception of causation. Pretty cool, right? So it's basically a mystical reason why things happen when associated with something else. I think ignorance is a little hard. So the second one could actually be better. It's an irrational, abject attitude of mind toward the supernatural nature or God resulting from superstition. How do you have a definition with the word in it? But okay. Oh yeah. I don't know. Sorry. Webster, Miriam Webster, you're really failing. You're really failing. You've added too many <laughs> new words. As an example, to only pick up pennies that are heads up. I was reading an article and it said, my friends and I grew up saying, see a penny, pick it up and all day long, you'll have good luck. So I grew up saying that too, but I didn't realize you were only supposed to pick up the ones that were heads up. I went around picking up every penny I found. Well, of course, because we probably heard it the first time in Greece when Kaniki sees the penny and picks it up and then he gets hit in the head with a car door. Oh, I'm sorry. That's every time I, I think of that. that. <laughs> <laughs> he said, see a penny, pick it up all day long. You'll have good luck. And then he reaches down to pick it up and then gets knocked in the head with a car door, which is why John Travolta's character ends up in the race. Anyway, that's probably going to get cut, but that's all I can oh, think of. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. And when you said Greece, I was thinking the country. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were talking about some ancient origin. <laughs> well, that makes sense. I could actually see where you would think that considering we're it talking about could have been some sort of Greek God. It could have been. Oh my gosh. This is awesome. <laughs> 
So friends, I've broken the superstitions down into a couple of simple categories. I've got bad luck superstitions with a remedy. I've got good luck superstitions. And then I have bad omens. That sounds really bad. That's going to be interesting. So immediately when I thought of superstitions and ones that I hold, I don't toast with water. So if I'm at dinner and someone wants to toast, it's bad luck to toast with water. It means you're going to die a water death. Uh Uh-oh. Sorry, everyone who I've toasted your wedding with water. Sorry about that. So then I started thinking, I'm like, no, I have a few more. And as I've been planning this episode, I've noticed that I am also imparting my superstitions, although I'm not very superstitious, on my children without even knowing it. What do they do? Well, Sienna loves umbrellas. She is constantly opening umbrella indoors. So we're going to talk about that. Oh, does she want to know about umbrella factories in the late 1800s? How did you know that's what we're going to talk about? The origin (laughs) of the umbrella. We'll just start there. That's a good start. Here we go. Yeah. (laughs) Opening an umbrella inside. Sienna did it the other day in a store. And I was like, "Ah!" not because I thought she was going to knock things over or poke someone's eye out, but because she opened the umbrella indoors. Apparent origin is the umbrella shades us from the sun. And because Mm -hmm. of that, there's somehow magical. You open an umbrella inside out of the way of the sun, it offends the sun god. And it may even signify impending death or ill fortune for both the person who opened it and the people who live within the home. So maybe in a store, it's okay. So I have a question then, when were umbrellas invented that we were afraid of sun gods? The first recorded use of the sun protecting parasol comes from ancient Egypt over 3,500 years ago. Then that would make sense to me at that Mm -hmm. point. Well, I do not associate umbrellas with the sun as much as I do the rain. So I have often wondered, but okay. So if you think of when superstitions were probably very popular, think of the Victorian era, Mm -hmm. um, everyone had a parasol. No one wanted to be in the sun. So the next one I thought of that I actually abide by is breaking a mirror. I never want to break a mirror. Monica, I have a broken mirror in my office and it's been here for almost a year. It is a full length mirror that I accidentally broke. And while I don't know that they're bad luck, they are pains in the butt to get rid of. It's very heavy and I'm afraid it's just going to shatter. If I take it downstairs, I don't know how to transport it out of here. So I do feel like it has brought on its own level of bad juju in my office. And I, I kind (laughs) of need to get it out of here you are going to want to get rid of it this okay. weekend. Okay. Mirrors were thought to be reflections of the soul. And so breaking mm. a mirror was believed to be harmful to the soul. That's why vampires can't yes. see their reflection. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. But you'll be happy to know that there's a remedy. Okay. Is it it's taking really- it out to the trash? Oh. <laughs> uh, no. You okay. do take it outside and okay. you bury it in the moonlight. Yeah, I'll get right on that. (laughs) I'm sure my neighbors who already think I'm a little wacky um, from some reels I've made recently out in the yard, uh, they're not going to think anything of me digging a hole the size of a human (laughs) in the moonlight and burying something. It'll be totally natural. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that would be hilarious. I almost want to do it. There's no way Zach would let me ruin our grass, (laughs) but oh. Oh, if I lived in the country or if I lived uh, with a husband who didn't care so much about the lawn, I think I might have to do it. Well, I'll wait for that time and we'll, we'll make a movie out of it. It'll be awesome. <laughs> 
I like to pontificate the reasons why Mm -hmm. when we don't have them, because that's just as fun as learning them. Uh, So if it has to do with the soul and it has to do with moonlight and you need to bury it, Mm -hmm. there must be something to the soul and the darkness. Is this a Victorian superstition? Article from Mm everydayhealth.com just basically says in more superstitious times, part of the definition of superstition is believing in something without really having a reason. There's no scientific reason. It's a belief in like spirit, God, nature. And so I think science has dispelled a lot of superstitions. Right. So the article does talk about kind of the origin, but then when it comes to the remedy, it doesn't go into why it's the remedy. I take it to mean that the remedy just kind of grew up with the superstition. Okay. And people needed a way out of it. Yes. That's a big part of superstitions is needing to get your way out of those evil forces. So I'd like to go back to the definition of superstitions and just speak to that. And you talk about how you can't let your daughter open that umbrella, even though you know better. And Paul has to have you step over to give him the kiss. Mm -hmm. So I think that speaks to the fact that there is something inside of us as far as a soul goes. There's something there that we've all experienced that we can't see. So while there might be some ignorance attached to superstitions, I don't think that we're completely in the wrong when we have them because we do have that sixth sense inside of us. There are things we can't explain. And I think that we can have all the science, we can have all the answers, but we're still going to have that part of us that we can't explain. Well, and I think that's a very good point, especially leading into the next one, because, you know, breaking a mirror, the mirror was thought to reflect the soul. Mm -hmm. Same with walking under a ladder. So, okay. Apparently the shape of an open ladder is a triangle, which signifies life in some mythologies. And then when you walk through the triangle, you're tempting fate. And you also risk awakening spirits that live within the triangle, including evil spirits who may not be happy that you just interrupted them. I think a lot of these superstitions, the ones that have been dispelled have been dispelled because of science, but the ones that can't be like this ladder, it's because of supernatural. Yes. You can't, you either believe in it or you don't. Okay. I didn't realize that about the triangles. So now I'm a little freaked out. I've gone through a few ladders because I'm like, that's just silly. So what am I supposed to do now to counteract that? I'm so glad you asked. So if you do accidentally walk under a ladder, you can remedy the bad luck by placing your thumb between your index and middle fingers and holding it for at least five seconds. Or cross the fingers of both hands while calling upon the sign of the cross to protect you from evil. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Interesting. If you put your thumb between your index and middle fingers, it I know it fills the whole of a triangle, if you will. I don't know if that's where that came from. Very interesting. Really interesting. Okay. So I used to make it a point to walk under a ladder because like you, I thought, oh, this is ridiculous. So I would just see a ladder, walk right underneath it. I might not anymore. I don't know. So Monica, Um, I want to bring up Friday the 13th. Zach and I usually take donuts around to local businesses to counteract Friday the 13th. Oh, I love that. That's really great. Yeah, we're goobers. That's a really nice counteracting measure. So apparently the origin of Friday the 13th and not just 
Friday the 13th, but the number 13 mm -hmm. in particular, buildings without the 13th floor, items that have removed the number 13 because it's bad luck, yes. has to do with the superstition that Judas Iscariot was the 13th guest at the Last Supper and that Jesus was crucified on a Friday. Okay. So I had never heard that reason as why. So that's what this article from everydayhealth.com mentioned. Well, what we'll find is that Judas Iscariot having something to do with superstitions, it also happens in omens. Yeah, he's kind of a bad dude that I would see where he could probably conjure up a lot of omens or mm -hmm. superstitions from his tale. So we've got black cats, that's pretty common. I didn't find anything that really said why. I will just guess here, I'll pontificate again, that that has to do with witches and black cats being considered their familiars and therefore they would be evil because they were associated with witches and you wouldn't want them to cross your path because mm. that might mean that a witch is around where you are or thinking of you. So that's my guess on the black cats. I like it. Is we're gonna go with that everybody. So now we've moved on to good luck superstitions. And Monica, okay. you had just wanted to talk about knocking on wood. What do you associate with knocking on wood? To keep the evil spirits away from the thing I just said, and which I knock on wood a lot, which is why would I do that? I don't think that evil spirits are listening right? to me. Uh, however, I do think that this goes into superstition and has a little bit to do with religion. I do think that you need to keep your mouth shut and not speak things. <laughs> there is some basis for why I believe that. So I can see where people went from speaking things, knowing that they weren't supposed to speak them, and then knocking on the wood. The knocking on wood immediately after may come from the origins of the superstition, which apparently come from 19th century British child's game called Tiggy Touchwood. So think of it like tag mm -hmm. and you can gain immunity by touching the nearest piece of wood in this game. You're by a piece of wood. The person who wants to tag you is close by. You touch the wood. So the mm -hmm. British still say touch wood. And then countries all over the world have their own versions, which I think is really cool. The Italians prefer to, to touch steel rather than wood. That's not as readily available. No, no. This article theorizes that it might be related to iron horseshoes. The Polish and the Russians touch unpainted wood. The Turks knock twice. And Latin America knocks on wood with no legs. I don't know what that is. It would be a good idea is to memorize all of them before you travel so that the local evil spirits don't listen to your plans. Oh, there's so much more to memorize when it comes to traveling <laughs> abroad. Just wait till we get to omens. Yikes. Oh no, maybe we should put this in with our uh, passports. So Monica, you mentioned finding a horseshoe. Yes, or actually hanging a horseshoe. So you hang a horseshoe over your doorway. It's kind of like the, it's an umbrella shape. It's a used shape. So it can either drop blessings down or in, on you, or it can hold blessings in the house, depending on which way you have the horseshoe. So that is why horseshoes are in Lucky Charms boxes as marshmallows and why they're considered good luck charms. Okay. I love the Monica version because this other version sounds like if it happens to you, you are the luckiest person in the world. 
if you find a horseshoe? Yes. So if you find one of these good luck charms, you pick it up with your right hand, you spit on one end, and you make a wish and toss it over your left shoulder. Then you leave it where it lands. Well, I guess you could also do that with a horseshoe. I've never heard where you get one and toss it over your shoulder. Interesting. So the other part of the superstition claims that the number of nails left on an abandoned horseshoe will tell you how many years of good luck you'll have. Oh. So last but not least, we have salt over the shoulder. Which I've seen my mom do, and my mom is also not incredibly superstitious. The umbrella thing she believes in, the mirror thing, basically everything I still do came from my mom. I've never seen either one of my parents do anything superstitious. So where did I get it? Right? I think it must be things you pick up from other people. Definitely. Tossing salt over your shoulder, again, ties back to Judas Iscariot and warding off evil. So in the painting of The Last Supper, Judas Iscariot was behind Jesus. Yes. And Judas Iscariot is portrayed as having accidentally spilled the salt. So okay. you're supposed to take the salt that's been spilled and toss it over your shoulder oh. in order to ward off the evil that the devil himself is bringing. Okay, so I listened to a podcast who I feel like should have done a little bit more research, not gonna lie, on superstitions a few weeks ago. And they mentioned salt and they were also pontificating the salt. They've got a couple details I think that they missed. One is my understanding was that you took the salt and you threw it over your shoulder, but it was a brand new salt. This part that you just shared though makes more sense. The spilled salt you throw over your shoulder, not yes. new salt. which this makes a lot more sense than what was being explained in this podcast that I really like for learning random facts from. So I'm really a little disappointed, but they did pontificate that why would it be bad luck to have spilled salt in the first place, even if Judas was doing that, not just because he did it, but at one point in time, salt was hard to come by. And a preservative. Yes. You know, so if you're spilling the thing that's going to keep your meat from spoiling, that'd be bad. Uh, What struck me most was that Judas Iscariot is tied to, you know, several superstitions. (laughs) And probably many more. Mm -hmm. I haven't thought about him in years, honestly. You haven't thought about Judas? No, (laughs) not until right now. It's like, oh, okay. Only at Easter. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I don't think of him on the daily like I probably do, you know, Jesus. Right. (laughs) Monica, we've gone through some common superstitions, good and bad, but (laughs) now we come into omens. Okay, that sounds far worse, in my opinion. I think omens sound really cool and even more interesting than good luck and bad luck. It does, doesn't it? The idea of spirituality is in the word omen in my mind. Yes. Did you ever watch back in the 90s, the horror films, The Omen? No. Oh, gosh. (laughs) No. (laughs) Maybe I'll put that on my Halloween list. They're scary and weird per usual. I'm going to start with the one that inspired this episode, which is shaking hands over a threshold comes from Russia, or it's a Russian omen, and it's shaking hands or kissing. 
across a doorway. In Russian folklore, threshold is where the house spirit is believed to reside. And so if you bridge this gap with a handshake or a kiss, it's extremely bad luck. So you're supposed to wait until you enter a Russian home completely before shaking hands or have the person inside the home come completely out before you greet them. Yes, I've heard this before. It's the in-betweens are considered bad luck. And I got that from the show Charmed. (laughs) Well, so, you know, there are other things that happen in doorways. Vampires can't come in unless you Mm -hmm. invite them in because the doorway. Yes, they're in between two. They're in between the inside and the outside. That's also why things like dusk and dawn sometimes have superstitions associated with them because they're in between the day and the night. Well, if anyone would like a more definitive guide on shaking hands in Russia, because apparently it's very complicated, we will include that in our show notes. Monica, another one is never give someone in China a clock as a gift. Why? Apparently the Chinese have a lot of bad omens, right? Mm-hmm. Everything from the number four to facial hair and a dog howling at night. But the worst one comes from clocks. If you give someone in China a clock, it's very rude because it implies that you're counting their time left on earth. Wow, that's quite a jump. I, I agree, it is quite a jump. But if you look at the Mandarin language, the word clock is a homonym for attending a funeral or a wake. Oh, well, no, that's not a jump then. No, (laughs) they're like, oh, thanks. So you want me dead? Got it. The Germans think bats symbolize the devil. I would agree with that. Not sure why, but I agree. There was an epidemic with bats causing rabies. (laughs) Leading to vampires? Yes, but I I don't think it was German. Yeah, I'll tell you more about it. But I don't think it was German. In Mexico, owls are harbingers of death. This one made me sad because, you know, Chi Omega, the owl. I love the owl. Owls being the harbingers of death, though, with Chi Omega, we do have the skull and crossbones as part of our symbolism. True. Because... Mm-hmm. Are you going to give away the whole story right here on the podcast? None of that. We're not going to go at any of that. Now we're getting into the really, what I think are very quirky and crazy ones. In Greece, if you see a priest walking in the street, you have to know a secret word. Well, where do you get the secret word from? It's a Greek word and it translates to garlic because if you see a priest walking in the street, it's a bad luck sign. Isn't that weird? That's odd, so priests can't run errands, got it. Right, no, because they think it means he's heading to a death or an exorcism. Those are the only two things priests do when they're walking. (laughs) Got it. So if you say the Greek word skorda, which translates to garlic, it means that he's not going to be paying you a visit. Again, ties Uh back to vampires. Very interesting. I know, right? I would never have thought about that. Poor priests in Greece. I know, they only do two things. Exorcisms and dead people. We move on to India. So it's a Hindu culture. 
and the god Lakshmi brings wealth to her devotees. But if you want to make her mad, you sweep your home after sunset. Oh, okay. So no housework after sunset. Got it. I love the way you think. I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) Apparently, if you sweep your home after sunset, it means that you're casting her out of your home and inviting bad luck in because she only visits after sunset. Oh, okay. Well, that would be rude. Think about it. If you had somebody over and you just started sweeping and vacuuming and cleaning while they were there, it would be super rude. You should definitely get it done before they come over. This one makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're coming to my favorite country, Italy. Did you oh. know they're superstitious when it comes to bread? I didn't know this, but I'm somehow not shocked at all. (laughs) I'm not surprised that Italy has superstition, not one, but two relating to bread. So if you find a loaf of bread upside down, it's a bad omen. I'm over here just thinking of random loaves of bread just strewn about the streets, right? Like a penny. If you find this, like, where are you finding this in your pantry? Have you ever even encountered, I guess I would encounter upside down loaves of bread in my pantry because I just throw them in there haphazardly. So don't come to America and look in my pantry if you are Italian, because there will be misfortune for you and your family, not mine, yours. (laughs) So this next omen relating to bread from Italy, I think sounds purely Italian. It's a bad omen if you find a knife stuck into a loaf of bread. Yeah, that almost feels like a psycho was in your house, though. I just flashed back to the godfather and the horse head in the bed. I was like, well, yeah, of course. Of course, if an Italian stabs a knife through a loaf of bread, bad things are intended for you. Right. You're stabbing something. I would feel like that's a bad omen. I've heard this next one, and apparently it comes from England. Uh, Never put a pair of shoes on the table. In England, it's a new pair of shoes. But the person who first clued me to it was actually an older Jewish lady. And she's like, oh no, never put shoes on the table. It's bad luck. I was like, oh, okay. So literally ever since then, I, I tell the kids not to. And so looking through all of this stuff, initially I thought, I have no superstitions. But yes, I do. Putting a new pair of shoes on a table in England is a bad omen. And it has roots in two different places in British history. When English laborers died in mines a long time ago, shoes would be placed on a communal table to symbolize that the man had died. The shoes on the table relate to forthcoming grief, sadness, and bad luck. As far as the new part goes, if a bad cobbler put your shoes together, they could have nails in the bottom, so it would scratch your nice dining room table. In Korea, writing your name in red means your imminent death. Well, my children wrote a note that said, we're coming for you in red ink and gave it to a neighbor to be ha ha funny. And let me just say, there ended up being a police report. Oh my, red is bad. That is so bad. So they definitely took that as a bad omen. And I thought, don't put this in there, but what the hell really people (laughs) call? I know, I know. 
Sienna loves to whistle and she taught herself how to whistle earlier this year. And she Aww. whistles at all times of day or night, in the car, in the house, outside. She loves whistling now, which is great. But if she were in Japan and decided to whistle after dark, it would mean she's summoning snakes and bad luck. Well, you know, there was the Pied Piper who drove the snakes out. No, those were rats. No, they were rats. Oh, I don't know where this comes from. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, the Japanese have a lot of snake omens, and we actually don't have time to get into them for this episode. Okay. So I just thought it was very interesting. I'm going to remind Sienna not to whistle after dark. Scissors. Scissors. My kids love running with scissors, but that is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Egyptians, which, my God, what a great culture, right? The history. So if you use scissors and just pretend to cut things in the air, it brings bad tidings for you and your family and your ancestors and your descendants. You can't see my face, so you probably were wondering earlier why I was... It sounded like I don't like the Egyptian culture. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it's, like, that's uh, not okay. what was going on. I was literally like, holy cow, Egyptians had scissors? Interesting. Very advanced culture. Very advanced culture. So it's because you're thought to be cutting up souls and spirits that are floating in the air. Let's end with a Russian cliffhanger. Sitting at the corner of the table means you won't get married. But this also sounds very Russian to me, only if you're a woman. Oh. Right. Right. Hmm. If a young woman or an unmarried girl sits at the corner of a table, she'll stay unmarried for the rest of her life or at least seven years. This doesn't apply to men. Only women. Sounds a little bit old school. I don't know. It, it's just the, the, for whatever reason, the corner is bad. Maybe it's that whole triangle. Oh, maybe it's the triangle. Oh, corner mm. of a table, not the end, no, but corner. Oh yeah. I bet it has to do with the triangle Yes, or the in-betweens. Mm-hmm. The Russians have a couple mm-hmm. other superstitions. One is not stepping over someone. I have no idea why. And the other one caught my eye because it's something my mom picked up as a superstition when she was an adult and passed it on to me. Okay. It's not leaving your purse on the floor. Well, you don't want to leave it on the floor. Do you mean put it on the floor on the or floor leave ever. it? No, put ever. It on the floor. Oh, Zach can't stand it when I do that, much like the shoes, because the bottom of it gets dirty. No, but it has nothing to do with getting your purse dirty. And I've been okay. carrying around a beautiful cream leather bag. And I don't put it on the floor because of two reasons. The Japanese have this proverb, purse on the floor is money out the door. But it's not just that. My mom isn't Japanese. My mom is Hispanic. So in Mexican culture, leaving your purse on the floor equates to losing prosperity. This ties into something that happened to me before. I have a friend and she is of Mexican heritage and she gave me this really pretty purse. And when I opened it, it had a $10 bill inside it. And she told me that in Mexican culture, you're never to give someone an empty purse. I've heard that too. That's pretty cool. I I give people empty purses. Sorry. I would have just put a quarter in it. (laughs) Yeah. She put a whole $10 bill. I was like, wow. Yeah. And it was such a darling purse and such an unexpected gift anyway.
Monica, now that you have all of these good luck superstitions, bad luck superstitions, bad omens rattling through your head, are you going to do anything differently today? No, I'm not. I, I don't think that I learned anything that I would want to take into my daily life. Although I know that we did miss a category that is very superstitious and maybe we can hit on it someday in the future, which is sports. Oh, oh yes. my goodness. And I think that comes into more personal superstition. Like I didn't shave my legs until we won a game. Yeah. Well, let's just pick something weird, but people have all <laughs> sorts of superstitions. That is so silly like that. At least I could control how I played in the game. But I think it's funny when people have superstitions about their favorite sports team. They're like, I have to wear this specific shirt when we play this specific team or else, or I have to eat nachos with jalapenos or else. Yeah, you know, right. I think that's funny. And that could be a whole episode in and of itself. It's Before just Super honestly, Bowl. yes. All right. So there are far more superstitions than we could actually get into because every, I mean, we could go into the sports, the sailing, acting, performing. I actually think that I've now adopted the don't walk under a ladder one just because I think maybe I was tempting fate. Well, I'm not going to sit on the corner of a table anymore because I don't want to be unmarried for seven years. <laughs> right. But you're also not an unmarried I know. girl. I know. Okay? That's a joke. You're, it's it's a joke. Is it? It's a joke. That's a joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to end by asking you, Monica, do you have two friends and you can't include me? I don't. No. Okay. Well, our friends listening today, feel bad for Monica. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Two Monicas in a Microphone. We hope it was relatable, real, and entertaining. So help other people find us by leaving us a five-star rating and write a review on Apple Podcasts. And do us one more. Share us with two friends so we can grow the podcast and help other people like you find us. 